Increments is a show for technologists about leveraging the in-between moments. Those moments when you come up for air and take a beat. Let's talk about growth for a minute. Um, growth is one of those fun terms because I think it's ambiguous enough to make people feel a little anxious when it's brought up. The same way that if you ask them when if they're saving enough money towards retirement, uh, they'll probably feel like even if they are saving actively that it always creates a sense of doubt of am I saving enough or am I growing at the right pace? Um, and that's that's what I wanted to really dig into today uh, is really when it talk when, when we talk about growth, like what does growth mean? I, obviously, there's a sense of what it means in terms of a progression, but are we ever really growing at the right rate? And um, is there something that we need to actively be doing towards uh, promoting our own growth? Like, could we not just grow by doing our job, our day-to-day job? Um, and that makes a ton of sense, especially when you think about a junior coder who uh, starts their job, you know, fixing bugs or working against smaller items on the backlog and then gradually getting more ownership of larger scope tasks and then uh, eventually, you know, helping design the solution and designing maybe even the product and then architecting the overall product. You know, that kind of linear progression definitely exists. Um, however, you know, that is really tied to whether your employer can provide you that. And, uh, you know, when, when your employer can't, that causes people to then start looking elsewhere, um, which is not a bad idea. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying that that's a, not a way to grow. However, I think the important thing there is that in all of that, your growth is defined by external factors. And I don't want to get all Zen-like, but I think the, the important thing that I'm trying to drive at is that, I think it's important to know how you want to grow uh, and not just be looking at the things that are uh, put in front of you as opportunities. And when I talk about how you want to grow, I mean, I'm really getting at, you know, what are the things that you want to be doing for the rest of your career, um, which is always that stressful question. But, you know, 10 years from, if you're a junior person, 10 years into your career, do you want to still be writing code? What about 15 years on? Um, and the, that answer does change. I mean, I think some people are, uh, might get to the point where they don't actively want to be writing code, but they still want to be very technical. And I think other people want to want to write code for as long as they possibly can. Um, but I think that that gets down to the root of the question of what is it that gratifies you and makes you feel accomplished and makes you really excited to go into work and um, maybe not necessarily excited to leave, but feeling accomplished when you leave, um, feeling like you you um, really got something done. So that's why just talking about growth, you know, putting titles aside and not thinking of it as going from a junior to an intermediate to a senior and then, you know, maybe a team lead or whatever. Um, just thinking about it a lot more intentionally in terms of some of the stuff that comes with that kind of growth beyond just writing code. Um, you know, like, do you want to have a sense of ownership in something? Do you want to have a stake in the business that you're in, maybe? Um, and are you willing to accept some of the responsibilities that come with that higher level of ownership? Because, you know, oftentimes the more you do those kinds of activities, the less you can write code. And, and are you happy with that trade-off? That's a, that's an important question to get at. Now, these are questions that, you know, if you're not actively thinking about, uh, you don't have to necessarily stress yourself out about them, but it's important to think about and consider and have a sounding board um, with someone that you can, that you trust and, and can actively talk about this. It's great 
Um, if you have a manager that you have a great relationship with, uh, you should be talking about these types of things in your one-on-ones with them. Um, and hopefully you have a manager that, that has one-on-ones that really talk about career and career progression um, and not just about you know getting like status updates on projects. If those are your one-on-ones, those are not one-on-ones that you should be having and um, you should probably find a way to suggest it to your manager. And if you're a manager that is only looking to get updates on where someone's at in a, in a project, um, you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, you, you really should be uh, looking at how you can help your employees grow. I mean, that's how you build trust. It's how you build um, and show that you're vested in their own success and you build longevity to the relationship that you're forming with them. Uh, so definitely recommend bringing that up in your one-on-ones. And if you can't, for whatever reason, have that in a manager, I mean, seek out a mentor, seek out someone that you can talk to about these kinds of things, because just thinking about them on your own is, is kind of difficult. Um, it's not impossible, but I think that just hearing your own ideas out loud, just like that rubber duck, um, you know, if you talk to a rubber duck to help uh, figure out a code problem, talk to a rubber duck to help solve your, um, your growth kind of problem, but better to talk to a person, I think. Um, so, so going back to this idea of growth, I think it is a fairly intangible thing when we talk about it and ask ourselves, you know, okay, I'm going to ignore the external factors of what defines my growth and look internally. Um, I think it's hard to kind of figure out exactly what that is. But I think it's if, if it is hard, it's really only because we're overthinking it. Um, and I'll to explain why I say that. Um, when I think about my own career, and how I progressed. I never had this, you know, three-year, five-year plan. Um, I'd go in interviews just like many people and I'd get asked the question, you know, where do you see yourself in three years or five years? And, you know, I, I've struggled with the how ambitious do I give my response to this question? Um, and, and so I, you know, tiptoe my way around it. But the truth of the matter is, is that I didn't lay out this plan, but I had a good sense of how I wanted to grow my career just based on the fact that I knew what made me happy and I knew what didn't make me happy. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, I'd say that I probably knew it at a very early age. Um, the reason why I say that is because uh, I'm originally from Canada and in Canada, you know, we have junior kindergarten and then senior kindergarten before going off into first grade. And so I was in junior kindergarten, four years old, and the teacher was filling out this like uh, this little thing, a sheet of paper that was talking about all the things that uh, are about us. So, you know, like what our favorite song is, what our favorite story is, and then had the question of what I want to be when I grow up. And so uh, when Mrs. Harvey asked me this question, my response was that when I grow up, I wanted to be a dad. And, uh, and that kind of mentality of uh, this paternal parentally instinct uh, has been something that I've always carried with me for better or for worse. Uh, but I think it's just been this sense that um, I really enjoy the relationships that I have with people. Um, it's not a put myself on a pedestal kind of thing, but it's more just that if there's a way that I can help someone get through a challenge and see them emerge the other side, that I always get so gratified as being a part of that. Um, so as much as I love to write code and technology is like one of my most favorite things, you know, the, the, the other thing that really drives me is this fact that in the same way where right now I get to teach my kids how to ride a bike, 
I like to be a part of that uh, struggle that someone's having and, and helping them in whatever way I can accomplish that goal and just be a part of their journey. And so that's always been my goal is, you know, to use technology because I love it and I want to immerse myself in it, but otherwise to immerse myself in the interactions that I have with people because that's also what I love. Um, so there's no vision board, like I said, no formal plan, no three-year goal or any of that, just just simply a desire based off of the same person that I was uh, and I have always been going back to when I was four years old. <clears throat> Don't know what I wanted to be when I was three years old. I think a fireman. But anyway, um, so, so the important thing that I'm getting at is that all of that was really about how I needed to, to feed my soul and find a way to gratify that need that I had. And, um, and so that was like, that is the internal goal that I've always had. Um, not based off of external factors. And so, you know, if you're stuck because you don't quite have a sense of what that is for you, if you don't quite know, um, you know, where it is that, or how you want to spend the next three years of your career and the five years, 10 years, et cetera, you know, that, that's okay. Um, and, and the tool that I want to maybe provide you with is one, um, that I think uh, that I've seen different forms of this, but one that is more recent uh, that is very relevant right now is um, Dropbox's career framework. So they released this uh, about a month ago, and it's very easy to find. You just Google Dropbox career framework. And what it is is it'll give you an idea of what the progression looks like as a software engineer or any other um technical role. Um, it's geared towards Dropbox employees, but um, comparing to other things that I've seen in the industry, uh, I think there's a lot of universal qualities to what they've defined. And so when you look at that, you'll see a lot of really interesting things that you probably are not thinking about. So as a level one individual contributor, junior developer, you know, a lot of your focus is on just honing your craft and getting more comfortable writing code. Um, level two just sort of starts to expand on that. <clears throat> but as you go on, the things that you'll notice is a couple of important things. The first one is that um, code is obviously an important part, but there's other elements to um, your success that are being determined by how well you drive culture or how, um, how well you're working on different soft skills or communication skills or things like that. Um, so writing code is not the end-all be-all, um, though it is obviously a very important part of it. Um, but the second part is, I think, what is more, most interesting, which is that as you look from level one to level two, three, four, five, six, and it goes up to seven, um, <clears throat> around level, uh, I think it's at level four, you see that when it talks about your craft as in terms of writing code, your, your code fluency, that level four says that the expectations for code fluency capped out at level three. And level four and level five really start talking about your software design skills and how you think through problems. And then by level six, and um, you're talking more about architecture. And then level seven pretty much says that everything technical has capped out, uh, that there's not really much else when it comes to just purely technical ability. Um, there is more to what being a level seven is, but it's not all technical. Um, and it doesn't mean therefore you become the manager if you don't want to be a manager, but it just means that there's no expectations from a 
job perspective or a day-to-day duties perspective that, you know, you're actively learning new technologies or new languages. Um, those are kind of all baked into what you're doing as a level seven uh, software developer. So definitely recommend going and finding that and reading through it and kind of getting a sense of what growth looks like um, from Dropbox and just generally the industry's perspective, because it'll start having you ask questions about what it is beyond just that technical fluency um, that you want to start focusing on and, and again, satisfying that internal desire, that internal need. So before wrapping up, I'm just going to give, leave you with two questions uh, to think through. And these questions, um, I'm actually going to host them on a questionnaire. Um, so if you have the time to think through them, go to increments.dev and actually answer the questions there. Um, you can answer them anonymously or you can give me your name and they will basically help see to the content of a future episode about this. Um, so please do that because I think that one of the ways that I want increments to work is to be based off of um, the feedback and the comments and the concerns and, and any thoughts that uh, you might have. So the two questions that I have are, first off, have you ever felt stuck? And I'm not going to give any parameters to that question. It's just a very broad question. Have you ever felt stuck? And secondly, why did you feel that way? Like what contributed to that sense, to that feeling of being stuck? So um, I'm going to wrap up there. Uh, just to recap, go find that technical career framework by Dropbox. It's fantastic. Um, it's not entirely Dropbox specific. It can apply to just about any other, um, you know, large or small company. Um, and then otherwise, again, please go to increments.dev. That's where you'll find other questions uh, that'll help drive the content for future episodes. And that's it. I hope we'll talk soon. For more content and more info, check out www.increments.dev. There you'll find questionnaires so that you can help drive the content behind the next episode.